Welcome to the WTF is on my mind podcast. I'm your host, Mark Vicente. In our time together, we'll be talking about all kinds of deep and potentially controversial things related to the human experience. Along the way, there might be some blasphemy, one or two sacred cows may get knocked over, and there'll likely be some foul language. You've been warned. Hello there. It has been a while. Uh, It's been about six weeks, I think, since I did my last episode. I have been consumed with um, finishing off my film Empathy Not Included. Uh, We've been shooting a bunch, and I've been deeply in post-production, so that's taken up an enormous amount of time, which is, of course, amazing and satisfying. Um, There is a website now, and some of you have discovered it. There is a website for Empathy Not Included. It is www.empathynotincluded.com. Some of you have found it already. I didn't do any kind of announcement. I just put it up and linked it in my bio and that kind of thing. Um, those of you that have already signed up for the newsletter, that's amazing. I'm going to actually ask everybody to sign up to the newsletter and please go and visit the website as well. There's a there's a unique strategy that we might be doing. Um, but first, let me quickly, before I get into that, let me just tell you, we sort of came up with a very rough sort of synopsis um, outline of what the film is for those of you that are like, what is this film you're talking about? So Empathy Not Included is a feature-length documentary exploring one of the most pervasive and often misunderstood mental pathologies in our culture, narcissism. Shot in five countries and viewed through the lens of four self-confessed, self-aware, malignant narcissists who openly share the secrets of how they operate with uncensored candor, The film follows their disturbing stories, juxtaposed with the growing body of wisdom from victims, survivors, scientists, and mental health professionals. While the term narcissist is thrown around freely, and the issue seems to be everywhere in the cultural conversation due to the overwhelming omnipresence of social media, most are unaware of the narcissist's shared playbook and how pervasive their abuse can be, from the most intimate relationships to the actions of global leaders. It's all abuse. It's just a question of scale. By exposing these patterns of behavior directly from the mouths of the narcissists themselves, the film sets out to educate its audience to become aware of their manipulations and, by understanding their moves, protect themselves from falling for their self-serving lies and abuse. So that's sort of the the, the very rough synopsis. Um, I would really appreciate if you guys would go up check it out, just visit. There's not a lot on there right now, but there is a little pop-up that, that shows up for, for uh, signing up for our newsletter for more news. So those of you that remember way, way back, you know, 2004, when we were releasing uh, What the Bleep Do We Know, um, we did a sort of a grassroots campaign. And that's eventually how we, we got distribution. So we might do something very similar. There is a massive audience that we know would love to see this film. So what we're thinking we might do is, you know, really reach out into the community of of survivors um, and get them to get behind this film, which I think won't be hard. This film is is designed for survivors. But we might do some sort of grassroots type, um, you know, marketing and PR as we warm up to eventually releasing the film. So one of the things that would help enormously 
is if you go up and sign up for the um, our sort of newsletters for news. And the other thing is what would be amazing if you could reach out to survivor groups, um, those online accounts, those online narcissism accounts, you know, whether it's, you know, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, just reach out to them and let them know about this film. Send them the URL. Um, also, we do have we have an Instagram account. We have a Facebook account. We now have a Twitter account. We have a um, TikTok account. Um, some of the some of them are very, very small right now, but I know they'll grow with time. Um, share it with as many people as you can. And what we'll do is, as soon as we have more news, we will email you all and let you know. And also online, we'll be posting stuff online. And just before I get into the main topic of of this episode. Um, some of you probably know I do have a Patreon account. I do have some amazing patrons there. Uh, I am answering questions over there. Um, I'm not at answering so many general questions that I get on social media, and I do get a lot. Um, and, and just please know, those of you that reach out on social media, um, I know a lot of you want me to look at some you know, groups, some cults, some leaders, some whatever. I, I have a limited bandwidth given that I'm still obviously healing, but also uh, I, I'm sort of shooting two projects right now related to this. And I'm finding, as I've mentioned to some people, that it it takes its toll emotionally. So I'm finding every time I look at another story, it's just it's another thing that starts to occupy my my mental and emotional space. And sometimes I find it a bit overwhelming. So I'm just trying to narrow my bandwidth as much as possible to get these projects finished. Okay, so the point of this particular episode, something that's been on my mind quite a bit um, is this, you know, hatred as a path to enlightenment. So there's a a tendency in in spiritual teachings, a, a sort of framework that sees the human being as bad and God as good. There's this weird polarity that goes on. And I remember... You know, in my very early life, when I was a kid, you know, I, I would attend the uh, Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa and then the Anglican Church. And the, the consistent message was that, um, you know, the flesh is sinful, but the spirit is divine. And, and that, that because we were the flesh, we were lesser than and lower than and, and kind of like, honestly, kind of icky. And then... I found as I, you know, left those systems behind and went to what I thought were different systems, which were not really different systems, um, you know, especially in the new age, I found the same kind of thing happening. You know, a group that I was part of, you know, many, many years ago, the whole idea was to, to you know, master or overcome or, or conquer your humanity. And humanity was spoken about with disgust and ridicule. Um, and the person who ran the group used to be a Christian. They rejected their their upbringing, but I think they never processed um, the pattern of what they went through. So they ended up teaching the same thing. It was just dressed up in like some kind of a new age frock, really. But the basic idea was that the the human is weak and pathetic and flawed. And in Nixium, uh, the words were different, but the pattern was pretty much the same. You know, the idea, Ranieri would always talk about how we as human beings satiated, you know, we were so involved in, in pleasure um, and in good feelings, you know, yeah, the, you know, talk about the 
pot calling the kettle black? Is that the expression? I mean, my God, the irony. And that we were addicted to our sensations. And there was this constant um, ethos that in order to be noble, you should not indulge in satiation. Um, in other words, don't indulge in being human. Like somehow being human was a problem. These natural, normal urges were a problem. And look, of course we understand that as you grow up, you know, when you're a kid, you just indulge every single impulse. You know, and at a certain point as you as you grow up and as you become an adult, it's best not to do that. You know, the, the shit you would do like as a kid, don't do it as, as an adult. We all understand that. But there's this... Um, this 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 framework with which in, in which everything that was just normal and human was seen as lesser than and disgusting, and it, it didn't matter whether it was you know my experiences with early Christianity and then the New Age and then you know in Nixium, it was it was all the same thing. In essence, you were disgusting for having these problems, and it was distracting you from nobility. In the case of of Nixium, from nobility and consistency and ethics. And then the other day, I got, you know, I get targeted on Facebook by a lot of ads and a, a lot of spiritual ads, you know, from spiritual groups and spiritual movements. I'm not sure why. I mean, I don't spend a lot. Maybe it's because of my all my friends from my past. That's how I connect to them on Facebook. And there was an ad playing that I for some kind of retreat that I thought was really interesting. And I'm going to read you the copy. I don't want to talk about the particular group because it doesn't matter what the particular group is. Um. But the copy went something like this. Uh, they were saying, everybody wants an ego death. Everybody and their mom wants to go to this Vipassana retreat or this plant medicine journey and have a glamorous ego death. But what is an ego death? It's the part of you that sucks, the part of you that is manipulative and strategic and dishonest and deceptive and who plays small and avoids responsibility and who leeches energy off of others. And I was listening to this and thinking, okay, so there's this part of you that's horrible and disgusting and does these horrible, horrible things. That's your ego. And I was like, you know, I, I don't think that helps. And here's the reason I don't think it helps. There's this natural part of us that has these natural urges, which some people call the ego. What happens if you say that that's disgusting and bad and like, you know, a leech um, and dishonest and manipulative? You're basically taking an aspect of yourself that does exist. And here's the thing. In a lot of spiritual traditions, there's the, the idea like we have to separate the spiritual from the human because the human is shit and the spiritual is divine. We have to separate them. But the thing is, the human is part of the entire whole. So now what you're doing is sort of like the equivalent of, I hate my fucking legs. They're horrible. They're disgusting. <clears throat> I should get rid of them, which makes no fucking sense. And all that happens is you start to develop this self-hatred for something that is part of you. And this program then that they they were selling then goes on to you know sell you a program to like rise above this, you know, as though all of this is bad. And I've come to the point that I've realized for myself, I don't know if this is the truth, this is just for me, that this thing called life contains everything. Like everything is contained. 
Um, so what happens when you repress or deny a natural part of life? This, is, to me, is, is an issue because what happens is you suppress a part of who you are. Now, of course, you know people, non-dual people will say, that's not really who you are. That's just an expression of, of the deeper you. I totally understand that. I'm, I'm on board with that. But as a human being, having an experience, you are suppressing and hating a part of your human experience. And it won't transform. It's not going to transform into nobility or, or some higher order or, no, or, or you know, something divine. It's going to sit there and fester in, 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 in being hated. And all that's going to happen is it's going to grow. And I think that's where this kind of splitting occurs in, in the spiritual world and the spiritual teachings is you have to rise above this. So now you have to deny all the things that you feel that you think are not spiritual, are not noble, are not divine. They don't disappear. They just sit there and fester in horrible ways. And then they get acted out on. You know, imagine people who are suppressing a whole bunch of things about themselves, and now they see that thing that they're suppressing in the world. What do you think they do? Do you think they go like, oh, I understand that's the human condition? No, they fucking hate those people that are expressing the thing that they're pretending they don't have. And then they try and attack anybody who is displaying the attribute that they're deeply ashamed of. Because what happens is this part of ourselves that we're hating and denying, it sort of becomes very shameful. And now we have the shame that we have to pretend is not there. And you've seen you've seen people, you know, who are very rule-bound and, and ultra-religious, you know, who they're, they're so uptight, they look like they're going to crack. Because what's living underneath is this terrible, terrible fear that they're just a normal human being with these things that they hate so much. And that is is beyond it for them. They just, they just can't handle that. So they have to pretend it's not there. And eventually what happens, of course, is they crack. There's some kind of crack. I mean, and you know that sometimes it's some part of them they don't have access to. And suddenly they act out in these deeply inappropriate, immoral, and sometimes fucking evil ways because they just won't acknowledge that those things exist. I don't think it's healthy for us and I don't think it's healthy for our community. And I, I keep thinking about like, wouldn't it be better to look at the experience of life that it includes everything? You know, I was thinking about the other day that argument that, that you know, this hypothetical argument where somebody says, okay, so God created everything. Yes, God created everything. So then God created Satan and evil. Um, no. Yes. No. Yes. And it's this, it's an irreconcilable thing because of this framework. It, I feel like it's much more complex. I think that there's existence, right? All of these things exist in existence. It's all contained in the everything. Why try to pretend it's not there? Why try to make your legs disappear um, to somehow be holy? What if, what if you could instead allow everything to be held within this vast container, and container is the wrong word because it goes, it, I think it goes on forever, but in this vastness, what if everything could be contained in the vastness and you could understand it? And I think what would happen, like let's say you have these, these you know, I don't know, hateful thoughts or thoughts of revenge or whatever it is you have in you. 
rather than hating them and burying them, which just makes them grow more and more and more, what if you um, looked at them and understood their genesis, understood where they come from and, and, and why they might be there and have curiosity? And my experience with it is that when I've done that, things soften inside me. Like I don't feel so obsessed with that thought that can feel kind of dark sometimes. I, I allow it into all of me, which is funny because it, it's already in all of me. It's really a mental game that we're playing, putting up walls in our mind, pretending that like, oh, that thing's not there. It's all there already. Really, the issue is just allowing ourselves to develop the awareness to know it's there and to accept all of the stuff into the experience of being human. My sense is that if we did that, it would be much, much healthier for all of us. So that's the thing that's been really consuming me is thinking about, and also with what's happening in the world, you know, in the last few years, there's so much hatred. And I keep thinking, is it to do also with the stuff that we repress, you know, and, and don't want to see and deny and call bad, and then we see it outside and we just like want to destroy those people, we want to kill those people. I understand that in geopolitics, things are much more complex than that. But I'm just thinking at a very human level, on an almost childlike level. Anyway, as I said, that's what's been on my mind. By the way, as I said about Patreon, those of you who um, do want to interact with me on Patreon, uh, please go to my Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Mark Vicente. I would love it if you would sign up there. I would love it if you would support everything I'm working on right now. And for those of you that have been waiting for my episodes for quite some time, I think there are going to be a lot more coming out this month and next month. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. And to some degree, I'm kind of trapped behind my computer um, working on the edit. So I'm not really going places at the moment. So I'll, I'll probably be um, creating a lot of content uh, up until the end of the year. So thank you for listening. And as always, stay curious. Stay curious.